Hey, welcome to the Watch Me podcast, a podcast about my journey into serial entrepreneurship. Watch me try, succeed, learn, grow, and maybe even fail or learn some lessons as we serial entrepreneurs love to call it on this podcast, Watch Me. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast by er- me, Erica Lee. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you have kept up with all of them, I typically will start them off with like an update. Um, on like how everything is going. There's not much update from last week. If you keep up week to week, there is, yeah, not much of an update, honestly, just kind of in the grind, doing the thing, doing it day to day, figuring it out. Yeah. It's been quite a weird week. Honestly, I was congested and kind of sick last week, this, this past week. And just kind of feel out of it when you're not feeling 100%. And that goes, kind of flows into everything else in your life. Your work, your business, energy, my cooking, my cleaning, just everything. So that's kind of what the last week has been like. So not much of an update business-wise. Started the new month. Everything is kind of just moving, flowing, going along. And yeah, so I am going, getting ready to release something actually. So I'm getting ready to release this container that is just like a four week, four week coaching type thing. Um, I'll be available Tuesdays and Thursdays on this app called Voxer that this, this will be on. So you can check it out. DM me if you have any questions, if this interests you at all. We basically, it'll be month to month. So if you wanted to like continue for six months, you could, if you wanted just one month of support, that's it. And it'll be basically having like me as a coach, a partner in your back pocket. So if you have, you're looking for a lease, if you're starting to like figure out the, your new business and how you want to map it out, um, there'll be a group that we will all be on. It's called Voxer, this app, and we will chat. You will be able to shoot me any question you want during that month and Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll go in there and I'll answer all the questions, figure things back and forth with you, um, give you my input, whatever things you have about question, kind of like pick my brain on whatever you want. And that container will be launching probably the end of this week. So follow me on the, on my Instagram at Erica Lee. And I will show it on there. And if you happen to miss it, just send me a DM. Um, I'll probably put it on my link in bio. So that's what's coming. And I'm excited for that because I love answering questions. And I wish I had something like this when I was opening or like when I'm going through, you know, an employee breakup or an issue with an employee or I need to ask my landlord something or I'm looking for a location and I just don't know which is right. I want like a second. I want feedback um, on a logo, on how to start. I'm starting a podcast. I'm whatever, whatever it is. And you just need it quick and easy. We can do one month. So that is exciting for me. And we are also having lots of things are going on. We're doing a brunch in El Paso, Texas, April 28th. Um, so if you are in the area and you're listening to this or you would like to come, it's networking, a networking brunch. 
And I have that all linked in my bio as well. So yeah, that's the update into the podcast. Today, we'll, I'm going to talk you through the process of leasing, or at least the process that I have been through with leasing as a female. I leased my first business, my first building at 25, had no clue. I had no idea what they even asked for. Didn't even know if I could do it. What's the process? And I figured it out. So I thought I would come on here and chat about that because again, I would have loved if someone my age, a girl who didn't know what they were doing, had some info on this, not someone who is on their fifth lease or is a powerful male and (laughs) has done it before and is not intimidated and stuff like that. So this is kind of my process and like what the things I have run into. Every landlord is different. Every building is different. Every situation is different. Um, And just because you heard it on here doesn't mean it will happen in yours because again, every single situation is different. The people you run into are different. The day you run into them, what depending on like what their leasing looks like it just is all different this is just my experience i'm just giving a little bit of insight um but for the most part you can expect similar things in all situations as far as like um what you can expect what they offer there's some standards but again it's it's all pretty wild and different so we'll walk you through that process <laughs> so my first building i literally got in my car. Well, no, I had lived in the area where I opened my first boutique all my life. And I knew I wanted wanted it to be in that area. And I saw these new shopping centers going up and I kind of drove, drove around by them. And I thought that that'd be a cool one. Um, I know a lot of people live on the side of town. It's growing. It's new. There was actually like, there was one shopping center at the time is the one I signed. But so that's kind of how I picked my first one. So my first one went like this. I went in and called the number that was on the window and said, Hey, I want to see this space. So we made an appointment. The guy came out, we saw the space, super nice. And as we were walking around, he's just like, you know, talking to me, what what are you going to use it for? A clothing boutique. Okay. Yeah. We allow that because if some buildings don't allow certain things, some landlords don't allow certain things, I've run into that with tattoos. Not every landlord allows tattoos in their, in any of their buildings, actually. And then if there's something similar around, sometimes they won't allow that same business. So they have to find out what what type of business you want to open. So we were talking through that, um, and then at that at that point, I had zero, literally zero clue about what to expect or like what they ask for. I thought they would run a credit check; it would be really hard. So I would. I asked him, "Well, what what would you need from me? What do you need for me to sign this lease?" And he said, "You just need a down payment. You need to sign a letter of intent. Um, we need a down payment, a deposit, which like came out to like ten thousand dollars, and then that's it. It's yours." And I said, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so we left the meeting. I was going to think about it for a little bit, and he told me the monthly rent at the time. I think that one was. 2300 he told me the monthly rent and everything like that and he's like call me if you want to sign it whatever so that one was actually five years with five five years is a long time brand new build out so they had to completely build everything um that particular landlord gave me money 
actually built out the whole thing through their contractors because it was really, really basic. So they built it all out. I didn't have to put anything up front other than my $10,000 like down payment for the deposit, down payment, first month, last month. Um, and that was about $10,000. So after that, we just signed the lease. Honestly, so easy as long as I came with my check. I was able to get that building and they didn't really check anything else. So, which was surprising to me because a five-year lease, that's a lot of money. That's like, what, $80,000 at the end of that if each month is two? No, that's way off. I don't know. Something like that. But that's that's a lot of money to like not really check references, my background. But I, I was like, all right, cool. And they did it and we signed it and I didn't look around, which was a big mistake. I didn't keep looking around at different places. I was really naive and insistent that I wanted that one spot. Didn't think about anything else. There was no other businesses around it, which in hindsight, if you're opening a retail store, you absolutely hundred thousand percent want walk by traffic. And you want people to be walking by, especially if you're brand new, because if you're just, if you have no, nobody, nobody knows about your business, that walk by is going to be crucial. Now, once you have a brand, you're established, people look for you, they go to you. It's a little bit different. It still would be awesome when you have walk by because it, it helps, but it's not as hard. But I did not know that. Um, parking was great. There was a nail salon next door that had just opened. So I thought, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> it was hard. We made it work. We're still open, but it was it was definitely hard. So that was lease one. Um, and typically I would say get in your car, drive around, start looking around, start calling the numbers, going inside, figuring out what your budget is. Um, just, yeah, look around literally by driving asking around loopnet.com is a great place. Realtors. There's a few, um, commercial real estate realtors in El Paso or anywhere that you can find. I'm sure by just Googling our on Instagram that can help you find a place too. Um, I've personally never worked with one. I've always found my own leases and negotiated on my own and called on my own. So, uh, I, I just say, you know, walk around, look online um, but there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So my second lease, I, um, just called randomly this number. It was at the fountains and I thought maybe in a year I would be able to afford this place. I kind of just wanted to find out what different places are asking for foot traffic at different places. And second one I called, they showed me a few different spaces. Um, this one was pretty similar. They didn't ask, oh, this this particular shopping center was a little more picky. They kind of wanted me to already have had a previous business, which I did. Um, I had a website. They liked like the clothes. They liked the branding, and they allowed me to be able to open there, but they weren't as, they cared a little bit more about, you know, what I had done. Actually, everyone after the first one has asked about like finances, references previous businesses. I don't know if I got really lucky or what it is with that first one, but I was just blessed for sure by them just letting me in with no questions asked. Um, but second one, they did ask like for a website. They had to like look at reviews, my Google site pictures. I already had a, a business for about a year prior to that. So they, they liked that. 
Um, and then we just negotiated back and forth. They did this one. I had to pay for the, I had to pay up front for whatever I was going to fix. And then they reimbursed me after. So that was a little hard because I was also, you know, tight on cash flow. I had just started my clothing business, which is very hard on cash flow. That can be another podcast. But they, um, I had to, so coming up with that money, I think I only spent like $15,000 coming, not only, that's a lot of money, but when you're remodeling a place, it goes very quickly. Coming up with that money was a little hard. And then, but they, they paid me back a few months later. So that was lease two. Um, and lease, Scottsdale lease, I walked around. I came, I think I was in town one time visiting Ryan before I moved here. And I walked around and found a number on a window and called that number. I did try going through like a broker here in Phoenix because I didn't live here at the time when I was looking for a location. Um, if you're listening to this, that, that location is now closed, but I'm talking past tense. So I had worked with one, but a lot of the, in where I wanted to be, which was Old Town Scottsdale, a lot of the landlords are older and they don't really work with brokers. Um, they just list on their own and do like their own thing. So they were not able to find one. So I drove down there, walked around, called numbers, found numbers, found locations, and just called them up. Called them up. So this particular one was actually the hardest landlord. <laughs> Super nice guy. I liked him, but very, very hard landlord to get into. So he asked me for my financials. He asked of, of my store that I was going to open there. So like my business had to already have been established I don't know if that was because I was young and a girl he didn't really trust, but he thankfully I had financials and they're good. And he asked me for like three re landlords references. So like I had to send him my previous landlords numbers and he legit called them. So like they wouldn't answer. He's like, tell them to call me. He called them and like would ask how I was as a tenant, what I pay on time. I don't know what he would ask, but I keep really good, really good references and everything's on a tight, tight leash with me because I you have to take protect your references and protect your reputation, right? So I'm always really careful with that. I'm never late on rent anywhere. So I thankfully had great reviews. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. Like let's sign. But he was pretty, um, pretty one of the harder ones. So as far as length and time, typically if it's a new space, they all ask for five years. You cannot negotiate below that, at least in my experience, if there's already been someone in there, you take the building as is, you can negotiate a little bit more. So my first one was five years. Second one, I was able to do year to year because I don't know why I got lucky. Thankfully, honestly, that one was really, really nice. Um, my third one at the in Scottsdale, also I was able to do a year because it was as is. So he's like, I won't fix absolutely anything if you want to take it for a year. I won't give you any money to fix it up. And that's, and I'm like, that's fine. I'll, I'll take like the year risk. I'd rather not sign two years and it don't work out or I hate it or something comes up and I can always resign for that year or whatever, you know? So I was able to negotiate that, um, in that other one. And then we, yeah, you, yeah, that one was pretty cool. So then you go on. I had one more lease. <laughs> we, 
Uh, actually, I have two more, but the other one is is kind of different because it's my yeah, it's it, my business partner did that one. But fourth one, so I had a fourth. We moved again in last year, and I was able to sign another lease. So this one I found also by my mom. Actually, was driving around and knew I was looking for a location. Saw a cute one. Saw the number. Called the number. And I actually knew the lady who was leasing it. So she was at the end of her, she had signed a three-year lease and then like was trying to sublease the last year. Like she didn't want to stay there the last year, but you, so you can find someone to sublease if they allow this. It's kind of like apartments Um, without breaking your contract. You can find someone to take over your lease for that remainder of whatever it is. So I happened to find her when she only had one year left on her lease. So I was able to take that over without signing a whole new three-year lease. And just had one year to test it out, figure it out. And I love one-year leases. But again, I had to take it as is. There was no money. Um, nothing was going to get fixed up. I had to do everything myself. So that typically is the case for that. Uh, you always have to leave a deposit. Um, you always have to leave like a first month and a last month. So it is a pretty big check that you have to pay them up front when you're signing a lease. Like you don't just go and sign it and then hope you make money later. You do have to have some sort of capital or like figure out a loan to get to get that just the spot secured. And then on top of that, whatever you decide with them, if you pay the contractors up front and then they reimburse you later or they pay them, whatever that that's totally different with every landlord and how they operate and how they run it. Um, and yeah, then after that, at the end of the lease, if you don't mess anything up. If everything is still nice, you get your full deposit back. So I, I've always gotten my deposits back and I take care of everything. <laughs> so I would say just, you know, take care of everything also so that you get your deposit back. It's just like a savings. You put in savings at the beginning of it and at the end you get that back. So that's been my process. So I would say if you're starting to look for a location, thinking about it, just start driving around Keep your eyes open, call numbers, figure out pricing. This way you have the price of the space. You can start figuring out your budget, your financial projections. How much money do you need to make to get there? And with that, you can build your business plan like we talked about in the previous previous podcast. Um, and you can figure out how you're going to market to be able to pay that rent and pay all the bills, pay yourself. Um, yeah, so... It's honestly seems really, really scary to lease and rent a building. And while it is, um, thankfully, I've never had to get out of one through bankruptcy or breaking them or whatever it is. Honestly, I don't even know what the process would be because I haven't had to do it. Thank, thank God. But it happens too. And they, I'm sure there's ways to figure that out. But um. If you have a plan to how you're going to pay it through these X, Y years, or don't be as picky up front, maybe rent something that's less expensive, less, less time commitment. Um, just depending on your type of business, I would say like if you're opening a high-end Pilates studio, you obviously don't want to be in a super cheap area where it's like not that nice, not that cute. It might work, who knows, but you would want to invest more and you're investing way way so much money so you're not you're probably not even thinking like this is going to be I'm try it out for a year and then see if it works like no that's probably not not going to be the case whereas clothes 
it's it's not that big of an investment. It's not that crazy. It's not that intense. You're not buying ten thousand dollar machines, putting expensive mirrors. So you probably could do something a little less expensive, test it out for a year, and then if you if you work, if you were committed, if and you were obsessed, you would either stay there or find like a more a longer term higher lease where they are giving you a lot of money to fix it up um, or helping you out with that tenant improvement is what it's called. Um, whereas a one year wouldn't give you much, right? So, or anything. Typically one years won't give you anything. So yeah, that's kind of my process of leasing. I hope that helps. It's, it's honestly a lot simpler and not as nerve wracking or complicated as it seems. I definitely thought it was way more when I started doing that and kind of did my first one five years ago. Um, it's still work. I mean, you have to make sure that you are able to pay it all, pay it on time, follow the rules. They all have different rules as well. If you find those all out in the beginning, depending on what your business is, what you what it does, the visions you have for it, what you want to do, because they do have rules about setting stuff outside, putting stuff on your windows, different things. So um, you know, just depending on what it is, you can figure all that out. So I hope that helps. It would have helped me five years ago if I had one of these. So I'm sure it will help. And I do get questions on leasing a lot. So yeah, thank you for listening again and tuning in another week. If you could share on your Instagram, I would greatly appreciate that. Leave a review. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you would like to hear about as well. Um, that also is really helpful. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great day.